Chapter Eleven of *The Nest of the Sparrowhawk* by Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Surrender. But this interview with the inimical Quaker had more than strengthened Sir Marmaduke's design to carry his bold scheme more rapidly to its successful issue the game which he had played with grave risks for over three months now had begun to be dangerous the mysterious patriot from france could not afford to see prying enemies at his heels anon when the graceful outline of lady sue's figure emerged from out the surrounding gloom sir marmaduke went forward to meet her and clasped her to him in a passionate embrace my gracious lady my beautiful sue he murmured whilst he covered her hands her brow her hair with ardent kisses you have come so late and i have been so weary of waiting waiting for you he led her through the gardens to where one gigantic elm grander than its fellows had thrown out huge gnarled roots which protruded from out the ground one of these moss-covered green and soft formed a perfect resting-place he drew her down begging her to sit she obeyed scared somewhat as was her wont when she found him so unfettered and violent he stretched himself at full length at her feet extravagant now in his acts and gestures like a man who no longer can hold turbulent passion in check he kissed the edge of her kirtle then her cloak and the tips of her little shoes it was cruel to keep me waiting gracious lady it was cruel he murmured in the intervals between these ardent caresses i am so sorry amade she repeated grieving to see him so sorrowful not a little frightened at his vehemence trying to withdraw her hands from his grasp i was detained detained he rejoined harshly detained by some one else some one who had a greater claim on your time than the poor exile nay tis unkind thus to grieve me she said with tender reproach as she felt the hot tears gather in her eyes you know as i do that i am not my own mistress yet yes yes forgive me my gracious sweet sweet lady i am mad when you are not nigh me you do not know how could you what torments i endure when i think of you so beautiful so exquisite so adorable surrounded by other men who admire you desire you mayhap oh my god but you need have no fear she protested gently you know that i gave my whole heart willingly to you my prince nay but you cannot know he persisted violently sweet gentle creature that you are you cannot guess the agonies which a strong man endures when he is gnawed by ruthless insane jealousy she gave a cry of pain amade for she felt hurt 
deeply wounded by his mistrust of her when she had so wholly so fully trusted him i know i know he said with quick transition of tone fearful that he had offended her striving to master his impatience to find words which best pleased her young romantic temperament nay but you must think me mad mayhap you despise me he added with a gentle note of sadness oh god mayhap you will turn from me now no no yet do i worship you my saint my divinity my suzanne you are more beautiful more adorable than any woman in the world and i am so unworthy you unworthy she retorted laughing gaily through her tears you my prince my king say that once more my suzanne he murmured with infinite gentleness oh the exquisite sweetness of your voice which is like dream music in mine ears oh to hold you in my arms thus for ever until death sweeter than life came to me in one long passionate kiss she allowed him to put his arms round her now glad that the darkness hid the blush on her cheeks thus she loved him thus she had first learned to love him ardent oh yes but so gentle so meek yet so great and exalted in his selfless patriotism tis not of death you should speak sweet prince she said ineffably happy now that she felt him more subdued more trusting and fond rather should you speak of life with me your own suzanne of happiness in the future when you and i hand in hand will work together for that great cause you hold so dear the freedom and liberties of france ah yes he sighed in utter dejection when that happy time comes but you do not trust me she asked reproachfully with all my heart my suzanne he replied but you are so beautiful so rich and other men there are no other men for me she retorted simply i love you will you prove it to me how can i be mine mine absolutely he urged eagerly with passion just sufficiently subdued to make her pulses throb be my wife my princess let me feel that no one could come between us but my guardian would never consent she protested surely your love for me can dispense with sir marmaduke's consent a secret marriage she asked terrified at this strange vista which his fiery imagination was conjuring up before her you refuse he asked hoarsely no no but then you do not love me suzanne the coolness in his tone struck a sudden chill to her heart she felt the clasp of his arms round her relax she felt rather than saw that he withdrew markedly from her ah forgive me forgive me 
she murmured stretching her little hands out to him in a pathetic and childlike appeal i have never deceived any one in my life before how could i live a lie married to you yet seemingly a girl whilst in three months she paused in her eagerness for he had jumped to his feet and was now standing before her a rigid statuesque figure with head bent and arms hanging inert by his side you do not love me suzanne he said with an infinity of sadness which went straight to her own loving heart else you would not dream of thus condemning me to three months of exquisite torture i have had my answer farewell my gracious lady not mine alas but another man's and may heaven grant that he love you well not as i do for that were impossible his voice had died away in a whisper which obviously was half choked with tears she too had risen while he spoke all her hesitation gone her heart full of reproaches against herself and of love for him what do you mean she asked trembling that i must go he replied simply since you do not love me oh how thankful she was that this merciful darkness enwrapped her so tenderly she was so young so innocent and pure that she felt half ashamed of the expression of her own great love which went out to him in a veritable wave of passion when she began to fear that she was about to lose him no no she cried vehemently you shall not go you shall not her hands sought his in the gloom and found them clung to them with ever-growing ardour she came quite close to him trying to peer into his face and to let him read in hers all the pathetic story of her own deep love for him i love you she murmured through her tears and again she repeated i love you see she added with sudden determination i will do even as you wish i will follow you to the uttermost ends of the earth i-i will marry you secretly an you wish welcome darkness that hid her blushes she was so young so ignorant of life and of the world yet she felt that by her words her promise her renunciation of her will she was surrendering something to this man which she could never never regain did the first thought of fear or misgiving cross her mind at this moment it were impossible to say the darkness which to her was so welcome was had she but guessed it infinitely cruel too for it hid the look of triumph of rapacity of satisfied ambition which at her selfless surrender had involuntarily crept into marmaduke's eyes End of chapter eleven